Hi, friends. I'm so giddy right now. <laughs> Today's the day that I finally get to share some major book news with you that I've been holding in for a very long time and I've been wanting to share with you for so long. And I finally get to do that today. This is Heart of the Story and I'm Nadine Kenny Johnstone. I'm a writer and a writing coach who helps women develop and publish their memoirs and essays. But most importantly, I'm a human who's always trying to figure out what my soul is saying. Each week, I'll share stories and tips of healing, hope, and following my heart so that you'll feel inspired to follow yours. With Valentine's Day coming up, I couldn't think of a better gift from the heart and to the heart than to share with you the news that my book will be available for pre-order this upcoming week. Ah! And it is called, drumroll please, Come Home to Your Heart. <laughs> I love this book so much. I'll be announcing via my newsletter and Instagram the minute that it's available. And so you'll want to stay tuned to those. But today I wanted to share with you all the book news. What is it about? What's inside of it? Who is it for? And I've been holding it in and I couldn't wait to finally be able to share the news. First of all, who is it for? It is for you, my friends. If you love this podcast, because you like hearing stories about real life and you like contemplating your own life for growth and you like exploring and reflecting and really tuning into yourself as we do here on this podcast, I want you to know that I wrote this book exactly with you in mind. <laughs> Come Home to Your Heart has 28 chapters and each one is like a 15-minute mini-retreat. Each chapter has a short personal essay of mine about a little life moment that restored my spirit. And then after each essay, there are journal prompts for you to explore the theme of the chapter. The reason why I designed each chapter that way is because for a long time I was writing these essays and I always then wanted to turn it over, like turning the microphone over to you, the reader, and say, now your turn. What about you in your life? How have you seen these themes play out? Do you want to dive deeper and explore these questions too? What do you want to find out about yourself? How do you want to know yourself more and love yourself more and fall back in love with yourself more and give yourself more compassion? And so I came up with journal prompts in each chapter so that you could do exactly that. So that you could dig deep inside and see the beautiful magic that makes up you and see it on the page and really, really have some deep love and compassion for yourself. 
And there are 28 of them because I wanted you to use the book in one of two ways. You could either flip to a random chapter that was speaking to you on whatever day and explore it and then write, or you could follow it chronologically for four straight weeks and have essentially a month-long retreat with yourself every morning. So as a special treat to you, my dear podcast community, I wanted to give a little sneak peek inside the book and share with you a chapter. I decided to choose chapter one called Your Inner Sage so that you could really get a sense of the tone and the feel and how the book starts off. So here it is for you, chapter one, Your Inner Sage. Take a breath, sweetheart. Slow it down, honey. It's all going to be okay. I wrote these words to myself on a summer afternoon in my early 30s when it felt like things were definitely not going to be okay. It was one of those days where everyone else was skipping on sunshine. I was at my favorite Chicago coffee shop watching happy people stroll in like they had not a care in the world. Meanwhile, I was the woman in the corner worrying herself into a pretzel. We had sacrificed everything to move our family from my husband's home state of Massachusetts to my home city of Chicago on a hunch from my heart, but I had no idea if it had all been a terrible mistake. As I sat in the coffee shop, I was waiting to hear back on three major pieces of news. If our house in Massachusetts had gotten an offer, if I had secured the Chicago University teaching job I had just interviewed for, and if my memoir was going to be published. There were many worse hardships in the world, some I had already been through, some I couldn't possibly fathom. But still, I was undone by the maddening uncertainty of it all. In addition to the what-ifs, I wondered how this move to Chicago would affect Gio, our toddler son, and Jamie, my nature-loving husband. The stress had already taken a toll. Would it destroy us? As carefree patrons sipped coffee, I turned to my typical coping mechanism. I pulled out my journal and started scribbling. But what poured out of me that day was different than my usual ruminations. I didn't know where it came from, and I had never done it before. But I wrote a letter from my future self to my present self. I just needed someone to reassure me. And that someone, apparently, was me. As the sun streamed onto the pages, I wrote frantically, channeling her my all-knowing, wiser voice. The words scrawled across the page and sentences formed as if by their own volition. The ink dried on the paper and I whispered the words to myself above the buzz of the espresso machine. Take a breath, sweetheart. Slow it down, honey. It's all going to be okay. The reassurance washed over me, steadying my breath as I sipped my mocha and read the rest of the letter to myself. My inner sage reassured me about the future, that it wouldn't always go as planned, 
but I would eventually live out my visions of teaching and publishing. The voice in her messages was so certain. I knew that she, whomever she was, was right. Throughout my life, I had had deep knowings, a trust in myself, and an intuitive sense. I prided myself on being someone who followed her heart, yet, like so many of us, I often didn't stop long enough to listen to its directions. I sought advice from therapists and friends, but I rarely asked myself what it was that I already knew. But that day was different. The words that poured out of me at the coffee shop changed me for good. Looking back a decade later, I realized that my afternoon of letter writing was the beginning of something. It was the start of an important lesson. That life would almost always feel uncertain, and the future would continue to be an unknown. I'm writing this introduction at the end of 2022 from my home office in a Florida beach town as I look out at geckos growing up our live oak. Now that we have resided on the East Coast, the Midwest, and down South, in homes, apartments, and an Airstream camper, I know that no town, house, or job will ever guarantee ease or joy. As the pandemic and other world traumas have proven, anything can happen. But I have learned that we can always consult and comfort ourselves. The ability to examine our intuition and calm our own fears is right here, inside of us. We can always, always come back home to our own hearts. So much has happened since that afternoon in the coffee shop. I did get the university teaching job, and an incredible female press published my memoir. Our sweet toddler has morphed into an inquisitive fourth grader who is reading a funny novel next to me on the couch as I type. The fridge calendar shows my approaching 40th birthday, a milestone that has come with hard lessons and great gifts, like the fact that Jamie and I will soon celebrate 17 years together. Of course, other things have happened, too. Letdowns, roadblocks, COVID, the loss of loved ones, many, many moves. I've pivoted and course-corrected, closing chapters on professions, places, and relationships that didn't quite fit anymore. I've opened doors on new chapters, launching a women's writing community, leading women's wellness retreats, and starting the Heart of the Story podcast. But these days, I'm most proud of the things I'm reducing from my life. The overworking, the people-pleasing, the self-shaming. I no longer want to distract myself from my feelings or fill my life with the kind of noise that drowns out the whispers of my soul. Because in order to follow our hearts, we must first give them room to speak. And my heart has told me that quality moments with my loved ones are much more important than any amount of productivity. It has told me that sitting in stillness is always a worthy endeavor. My heart has reminded me over and over that I can always return to it for guidance. 
If your life has looked anything like mine, you've endured a million shocking transitions. Most things have not gone according to plan, and your lack of control has been maddening. You have faced overwhelming uncertainty again and again. Just when you think you've found your footing, the ground has crumbled beneath you. You have felt desperate for direction and reassurance, yet no one has given you the answer you desperately seek. Deep down, you know there's got to be another way, but your brain is so frazzled from all the trauma that it can barely focus. Rest assured, there's always another way, my love, the way of your heart. But how do you get there? Over the last decade of my spiritual journey, I've compiled an array of story lessons and prompts for connecting straight to the source of our own wisdom. What follows is a collection of these little life moments that restored my spirit and taught me the grounding practices needed for the tumultuous times we continue to find ourselves in. Think of each chapter as a 15-minute retreat with a short story and some prompts for you to harness your inner sage. You can do them in order or let your heart choose at random. Since there are 28 chapters, you can complete one a day for four weeks if you'd like, but there's no pressure here. Trust that you'll know what you need. I originally wrote these stories and letters as a sort of relief manual for myself when I forgot once again to sit, be still, listen, and trust myself. I didn't realize that my essays could appeal to other people until I read one aloud at a workshop and a participant came up to me afterwards. That was exactly what I needed to hear right now, she said. It occurred to me that I wasn't just writing to myself, but to women everywhere. I was writing to the other mamas who cherish their children and yearn for a minute alone. I was writing to women around the world, like those I've mentored as a writing coach, who have been through it all and have been brave enough to share their stories. What I say to the other women, and now to you, dear reader, is the same thing my own heart has whispered to me time and again. Take a breath, sweetheart. Slow it down, honey. It's all going to be okay. All you need is already here, right inside of you. Thank you for listening, my friends. So the essay is followed by prompts. Lots and lots of prompts. And I love the journal because it has so much good space for you to write. It's clear, it's cleanly designed. It's full of really interesting, thought-provoking things for you to reflect on. And the cover, my goodness, the cover. I can't wait for you to hold it in your hands. It really does feel like a heart on the page, your heart on the page. And I can't wait for you to dive in to your own journey of coming back home to your heart. For a long time, I always thought 
books had to be very intensely plot-driven or action-oriented or dramatic in order to make an impact. But for the last few years, the only kinds of essays that I could write were about the teeny tiny subtle moments that really spoke to me and made me pause and made me reflect on my own perspective and change my mind. And at first I thought, will anybody want to read about these tiny moments, about these heart-filled moments and heart-fulfilling moments? And so I tried out a couple of my essays on this podcast and you resoundingly told me how impactful these essays were for you. And I thought, hmm, there is something here. So a few of the essays in the book you heard a version of on this podcast, but then there's tons of all new material, other essays, all of these journaling prompts, tons of reflection. And so I took the inspiration from Heart of This Story and I put it into book form with a bunch of new stuff that I thought you would really, really not only enjoy, but hold dear to your heart as you continue your journey. So if you have been feeling like you've tried quote unquote self-care, you've bought the products or you've done the thing and something has helped, but there's still a void and you feel like there's a gap and there's something missing. I really hope that the questions that I pose in the journaling portions of this book will help you see yourself like a mirror, a beautiful mirror revealing all the wonderful, magical qualities of you so that you can see it, bear witness to it, and it will act like the greatest gift of seeing yourself that you could possibly have. So if you'd like to learn more about the book and pre-order it, you'll want to make sure that you are signed up to be part of my newsletter community at nadinekennyjohnstone.com forward slash community because I'll be announcing as soon as it goes live for pre-order and I'll also share it with my Instagram community over at nadinekennyjohnstone on Instagram. Thank you for supporting me by pre-ordering the book and telling a friend about the book. It means the world to me. And if you want even more book talk, my dear producer, Michelle Rado and I did a two-part episode all about the power of journaling and about Come Home to Your Heart. And I read another little excerpt from Come Home to Your Heart so you get all these good sneak peeks. It was such a fun conversation. So you can check that out over at Daring to Tell. Thank you, Michelle Rado, incredible producer for this show and incredible host of Daring to Tell. And remember everyone, every heart has a story and every story has a heart. See you next week.